Thanks for joining us for this episode of Centra Scripts, where we talk health and wellness and practical tips for your everyday life. And now, here's your host, Kate Kolb. Well, thanks again for tuning in to this next episode of Centra Scripts. And um, we're going to take some time today to talk about something that is affecting us all in this time right now. Um, At the recording time of this podcast, we are in the middle of this COVID-19 situation and something that we did not see coming (laughs) as a uh, nation and quite frankly as a world. And so just kind of working through some of the process of this to understand how how we process this and what we're feeling. And I'm really honored to be joined here today by Carson Winston. She is a bereavement counselor with hospice here at Centra. And we're going to talk a little bit today about grief. So Carson, thank you so much for for being here and agreeing to do this with me. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, if you don't mind, um, just to kind of get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what brought you to Centra, how long you've been here and what you do? Sure. I am a bereavement counselor with hospice. I've been with Centra for three and a half years and Prior to my role at Centra, I worked in mental health for 13 years, and I chose this area of specialty because I feel very passionate about the importance of grief and the need for people to be supported and validated in their experience. Mm -hmm. And to me, grief is one of the most authentic and real experiences that any of us can experience because it's something that we, we all experience at some point in our lives. And so... Being a presence for others during this time in their lives is very important to me, and it's a privilege. Well, thank you so much, and I think I love what you said about it being an authentic experience that we all have, and let's talk a little bit about this concept of what grief mm-hmm. is. I think maybe as a society, we we don't talk about grief right. that much at all. We don't. In fact, I think probably people, you know, the propensity is to say, well, that's not something I deal with or, you know, just block it out completely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk just for a minute about, let's define what grief is and and how we define that as, as a people group and then individually. Sure. As with so many other things, grief has a variety of definitions, and the way that we like to define it is the internal thoughts and feelings that we have when we experience loss. And that loss does not necessarily have to be a death. It can be the loss of a home, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job. And and I think it's important to distinguish between grief and mourning because these two terms are used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And grief being that internal experience that we have, mourning is that outward expression okay. of that grief. And so examples of mourning are creating art, crying, spending time at a gravesite, journaling, wearing black, talking about the deceased, talking about your loss. Um, and so these are just examples of mourning. I think it's important to uh, to distinguish between the two of those. Yeah, I've actually never really thought about the difference in that before. And you're right. I think people use those two terms very interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm in a mourning period, but but not really defining what the actual internal absolutely example of that right. is. So that's right. great. Exactly. Well, okay. So let's talk specifically then about grief and this this. <clears throat> season that we're in with this COVID stuff. I think, you know, is it a fair statement to say that we are experiencing a grieving period during this time? Absolutely. Yes, it it really is. And let's, let's talk more about that. During this pandemic, we are all experiencing so many different losses. 
And one of the major ones that we're experiencing is that loss of social connection. And Mm -hmm. so we are not seeing people face-to-face anymore. We're not seeing our friends and family, our co-workers. We're not hugging each other, not getting that physical touch. And so this has been a, a major loss for us churches we're not we're not going to church services and Sunday school and concerts and conferences and you know sporting events so all of all of these things we have lost that we like to enjoy collectively together we are social beings and so this is something that we're having to grieve also the loss of our routines as mundane as they may feel it gives Mm. us a sense of normalcy and comfort in the world and so this has also been disrupted. Our sense of security and assumptions about the world, we assume our family and friends will be safe and that life will continue as usual for the most part, and this has also been disrupted. Now we're waking up wondering, okay, will somebody in my family get the virus? Um, Who will, you know, die next from the virus? And so that that loss of feeling safe is is huge for Mm -hmm. us. And loss of jobs, loss of income, which can lead to other losses for families. And so this is a really big one that we're seeing right now. Our sense of freedom. Yeah. Being able to come and go as we please. You yeah. know, we're used to just picking up, oh, let's let's go out to eat tonight or let's go shopping. And we're ordered to stay home. And so we have lost that sense of freedom. And I just want to take a moment to to point out how our children and teens mm. are experience in this time because they have lost a lot as well for children they've lost connection with classmates with their teachers with their usual playmates seniors they're they're really struggling right now Mm -hmm. they've they're not able to live out their last several months of their high school career not able to go to prom not spending time with friends same for college seniors Um, so this is a really big deal for them and I think we've just need to be mindful about what they're experiencing too. Yeah. And as far as the field of death and bereavement, we are seeing how this pandemic is affecting people who are already grieving the loss of a loved one. So for instance, say someone lost their spouse six months ago, they are feeling even more lonely and isolated than they already were um, during the pandemic. And so that person who would be their primary support they're not there to talk to and to bounce ideas off of. And, yeah. you know, this is a really scary time. And so their grief is uh, certainly being exacerbated. And we, we need to be mindful of that. People aren't having funerals. If, yeah. If yeah. people die during this pandemic, um, not necessarily from COVID, but just death in general, they're not able to have funerals. That social connection we get that is so important in our culture of being with others during this time, hugging and mm-hmm. people bringing food and spending time together at a home, that's not able to be had right now. And so this is really going to affect the grief experience for for those people and people not being able to visit sick and dying loved ones due to travel restrictions or right. facility restrictions. And so we as grief professionals and also other helping professionals in the community need to be aware of how this is going to affect those people so we can best support them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because as you were kind of, you know, working your way down that list of of the ways that grief is making itself present in this pandemic, I was thinking, yep, I feel that. Or yes, I feel that one too. And so, you know, I, I have talked to so many friends and coworkers and family members right now that just 
describe what they're feeling. Well, some of them can't even describe what they're sure. feeling, but a lot of a lot of the talk is just this it just feels heavy or it feels yeah. gray or it feels like I can't kind of crawl out of this mindset of just sort of just feeling off Absolutely. is what people have said and what would be a piece of advice that you would give to people who are just really struggling with kind of coming out of it? Do they mm-hmm. even have to come out of it? Like, mm-hmm. what, is, what does that look like in dealing with those feelings? Sure. You know, I think first it's important to, to note that grief is a very comprehensive experience. So it affects us physically, socially, emotionally, mm-hmm. cognitively, spiritually. And so it, it just has an effect on our whole entire being. And this is important to be aware of as we're tuning into our minds and bodies during this time. And I think first it's important to acknowledge that what you are experiencing is grief and not to ignore it, not to push yeah. it away, to to recognize that and kind of embrace that. You don't get through grief by, by ignoring it. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. And so to engage in those mourning behaviors that we talked about earlier, cry about it, you know, do some type of art project doing collages has been known to be very therapeutic in grief work. Mm-hmm. So cutting out pictures of things that are going on in the world and images that represent how you might be feeling and kind of bringing those together is just an example of one artistic mode that um, can be utilized during this time. Talking about the loss, talking yeah. about what, what, what we're feeling with others is, is very important and also important to make sure that the people you're talking to about it are supportive and able right. to listen to you and let others talk to you about how they're feeling. Um, it's really important right now that we are patient and sensitive to each other because we are all in this collectively. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if your high school senior wants to talk to you about not being able to go to prom for the 10th time, <laughs> let them talk about it because it's important to be heard and validated. And so I think we just need to be sensitive to that, you know, and just some, basic things of taking care of ourselves physically. Mm -hmm. Again, grief is a comprehensive experience, and so we need to make sure that we're eating well and drinking water, getting exercise, making sure we're getting rest, and getting outside. Getting fresh air and sun is huge, and so that's something that we definitely encourage. And also, just keeping those contacts open with other people in creative ways. So I know a lot of people are doing the Zoom thing. Um, <laughs> one of my co- co-workers told me the other day about something called House Party. Yes. I, yeah, I'm on that with a couple of my really? friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. She said that, you know, they connected virtually in that way and were able to kind of play some games together. Yeah. And so just trying to be creative about ways to stay in contact with each other to help decrease that isolation and just, again, being um, open about your feelings with each other. And also relaxation techniques. Mm. And so not only are we experiencing grief right now, we're having a lot of anxiety. And so mindfulness, meditation, um, deep breathing, visualization, yoga, these type of things can also help manage our anxiety that we're feeling. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to something that you mentioned in kind of your description there when you were talking about you know, if your teen needs to talk about missing their prom, you know, (laughs) 10 times, that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because I think we have, you know, those of us who are willing to even, even broach the topic of grief, I think sometimes we think, okay, well, I've talked about it once (laughs) and I'm not allowed to say anything else about it again. Or am I being a burden to somebody by bringing this up? What would you say to people who are struggling with the feeling of, 
I feel like I need to just keep reprocessing that. Is that healthy to it do is. over and over? It, it is. And, and that is one of the aspects, one of the important aspects of grief work and what we do in, in counseling is allow that person to retell the death experience, mm -hmm. to talk about over and over about how they're feeling. That is extremely important. People need to be validated and, and heard. And this certainly helps you with that emotional processing to to work through the experience and to promote healing. So absolutely. Yeah. I think the other thing that I've been hearing a lot from just people that I've been talking to is um, this idea of, well, I was fine yesterday. I, uh -huh. felt, I felt almost normal yesterday. And then I woke yeah. up this morning and it's not like there was anything specific that happened. It just hit me. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, grief as a process that you've talked about, is is there a time frame for how you feel grief or what does that look like? Absolutely not. And that there are many, many myths about grief, that being one of them. You know, you don't feel better within six months or right. a year, say after the death of a loved one. It, it doesn't work that way. It's not something you ever truly get over. You learn how to integrate that loss into your life, and which I, I believe that we'll be able to do with this mm -hmm. pandemic, you know, it will be integrated into our life. But to get to that point, you need to process it. You need to experience it. We tell people you have to feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, and that's true, you do. And so those mourning behaviors are necessary. But no, you know, grief is like a roller coaster. Yeah. It's up and down. You might feel really good one day. And then, you know, it may feel like you take, you know, two steps back. And that's just the nature of it. It has ups and downs. And, you know, one of the things that we also talk to people about is the common experience of grief bursts where mm -hmm. you might see something or hear something that reminds you of something or someone yeah. you've lost and the tears just start flowing. Mm -hmm. And so those are very normal, very common and just a part of the experience. Yeah, I think that grief burst thing is something I've actually had a couple of conversations with people about even just in the past week or so. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned it before too, you know, that there might be some time that has passed from something else that you've been grieving in your life. And because of the stressors mm -hmm. that we are under currently and that sort of thing, they're sort of triggering Absolutely. towards this idea of anxiety and grief. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, how do we, how do we make allowances then for, for those grief bursts that happen in our lives? How, is it better to face those head on? Is there a coping mechanism that's better than another for that? I mean, it, it's such a wide sure, open. It, it is. It is. And, and, you know, grief is a very unique experience. It's different for everyone. Everybody copes in different ways. Um, but, you know, the, my initial response to that would be to allow it to happen when you do feel that grief first coming on when you do feel that flood of emotions to to release those emotions um it, if you let it build up it will manifest in mm -hmm. some other way and and sometimes that can manifest in unhealthy ways yeah. so we want to make sure that we are allowing ourselves to to experience whatever it is that we're feeling yeah i think too the thing that um that i've even experienced in my own life is this feeling of Really, up until a few years ago, I didn't feel like I was a person that experienced anxiety. Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like I was a person. I mean, I had been through, you know, situations that were grieving to me through life. But, um, you know, I went through a, a difficult divorce a few years ago. I'm now a single mom and, you know, all mm -hmm. the things that come with that. And, so, you know, there's a lot of people that are walking through things that they have sort of had the ups and downs of normal life. And right. then all of a sudden it just feels like you're just adding and adding and adding. And the one thing that a couple of my friends have said during this is like, I don't 
I don't even know what this feeling, I don't know how to define it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to call it. Mm -hmm. I've never been a person that has experienced this. And the one thing that I hear people say over and over is I feel like a crazy person. Sure. (laughs) And I, you know, I hate that a little bit because I think there is sort of this, um, sort of idea in our society that if you feel something other than quote unquote normal, that you are crazy, which is unfortunate. My mom used to joke around when we were growing up. She's like, normal is just a setting on the dryer. There is no (laughs) other, there is no other actual term for normal anywhere. So, you know, how do we, um, how do we address maybe some of those societal ideas that if you are grieving or you are mourning or you're experiencing anxiety mm-hmm. that you are a quote-unquote crazy person. Right. Well, you know, we, we hear that all the time with the, the families and, and that we serve from with hospice patients that, you know, I feel like I'm going crazy. Please just reassure me that I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. And um, and we do. We tell you it might feel like you're, you're going crazy, but you're not, and what you're experiencing is normal. You know, grief is one of the most abnormal, normal experiences. And mm-hmm. so... It's a very normal process. It's very normal for us to feel what we're feeling, but it may feel extremely abnormal. And so, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable with grief in society. People don't want to see other people cry. Mm -hmm. They um, don't feel comfortable talking about people who have died. Um, Oh, if I bring it up, well, it's going to upset somebody. Or, you know, and, and again, not necessarily a death, but any loss. And we need to break through that. Um, And just raise grief awareness and embrace it, support each other, and just allow ourselves to to experience what what we're feeling. Yeah. And so, yeah, just I think education is important, and so we do a lot of educating, mm-hmm. you know, with our families. And again, going over how this comprehensive experience affects us in so many different ways. Yeah. What would be your advice to maybe somebody who is recognizing signs of grief in a family member or a friend, but maybe that friend or family member is not acknowledging mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to support that person if that person is not really interested in walking through what they're right, experiencing? Right, right, Yeah, you know, it, it's always it's always recommended to, to, to reach out mm-hmm. and, and, and to offer that space for that person. And, you know, and some people just don't want to talk about it, and that's okay. You know, it, again, everybody handles it in different ways. But, yeah, we, we do encourage people to talk about it. And, and you know, if, if it's extreme to the point where they need professional help, yeah. then, you know, obviously kind of, you know, going in that direction, seeking help. But, you know, some people some people just don't like to talk about yeah. it, you know, and, and, and that's okay, too. Yeah. That's okay, too. So just making allowances for the fact that, you know, it's okay to talk about it, but if they don't want to, not yeah. pushing too hard. That's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, um, this is all really, really good information, and I think I definitely feel like I'm connecting with it for sure, and I'm hoping that mm-hmm. the people as they listen will will as well. Let's talk a little bit about what what resources <clears throat> might be available to help, not only just during this time, but just with grief in general mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. we process that. Sure. So um, the bereavement staff at Central Hospice are certainly an excellent resource. We not only can provide services to our friends and family of hospice patients, but also to the community. So our services are free mm-hmm. and we can provide individual grief counseling and our support groups are available um, to the community as well. 
Now, during this time, we are doing virtual sessions with people, mm-hmm. and we are launching our grief support group virtually starting next month. Okay. So May 5th will be our first um, date that we're launching that, so we're really excited to do that because we know how important it is to to continue supporting people, especially now. You know, personal counselors, like if you have a therapist already, uh, reaching out to your, to your therapist, um, most of them can do virtual sessions, so keeping that contact open is important. Churches, a lot of people find resources through their churches, through their pastor and their, their church family. Also, I would encourage people to remain in contact with your medical providers if you're experiencing yeah. any medical issues or physical symptoms to um, just keep in contact with, with your doctor. And also, there, there are so many apps out there, like yeah. meditation apps and YouTube videos for mm-hmm. yoga and things like this that are really great resources um, to kind of tap into some of those relaxation techniques. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think that has been so interesting to watch during this time is kind of the resurgence. Not that we haven't been aware that there are plenty of resources online, yeah. but suddenly I think because we can't go anywhere and we're not being able to interact with people, this virtual world of all the things that are suddenly available to us right. has been just so interesting to right. sort of watch mm-hmm. it kind of come over the horizon and I although it's a little overwhelming sometimes because everybody's like well you need this app and you need this app and you need this so um you know as we look for resources and how to deal with our grief or our mourning and um you know this season what do you say to the person that's just overwhelmed (laughs) like maybe the resources are too much where you know is there a specific pattern that you would have them start through and this is kind of step one step two step three or or what works best well you know, again, it's it, it's different for everybody, and 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 I know. And one of the things I would recommend too is just to take breaks from media. So, mm-hmm. you know, that constant stream of information. I know people are just wanting to, you know, get on the TV and 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 watch what's going on. You know, keep up with yeah. the COVID numbers and all that. But taking a break from that is important. I, I would say that um, I think we need to slow down. I think we need to um, use this time to try to be more mindful and, you know, get outside. I mean, for a lot of people, that brings a lot of peace. And luckily, we're able to do that, you know, with the beautiful weather. Yeah. You know, luckily, we're not in winter with this going on. So. I was just thinking that yeah. the other day. I was yeah. like, if there had to be a time for this to happen, thank goodness that it wasn't in the middle of winter when we could not even go outside. Right, exactly. So, we're, we're blessed with that. You know, you can get out. The hiking trails are yes. still open on mm-hmm. the parkway. So, you know, doing that. Um, but yeah, to, to slow down and, and just, you know, take those deep breaths and just, you know, do only what, what you have to do. Yeah. And, and also to experience what you're experiencing. So what I mean by that is if you feel like crying, don't hold it back, yeah. let it go. And so um, just kind of starting there. Yeah, that's all really, really great information. It, is there anything else that you would just we haven't hit on yet or something else that you know is either about grief or about grief specific to COVID that you would want people to hear before we end this episode I would just throw in there that practicing gratitude Mm -hmm. I think can be really powerful in all of this and just you know kind of looking at what what we do have what we have to be thankful for right now um, in the midst of of all of this you know we're talking about all the losses that we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, and so just taking some time out to reflect on the good yeah. and, and what we have to be thankful for during this time. Yeah. 
I think a lot of that comes from our perspective to mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. idea of being gratitude, being grateful in the midst of what we're going through, but also maintaining a perspective mm-hmm. for what's going on. I was scrolling Facebook this morning before <laughs> I came over here and there was a quote that somebody had put up from Shakespeare of all people mm-hmm. that said, you know, I have cried over not having any shoes until I saw a man who had no legs. And that changed his perspective of what his grief was in that moment for that thing. And so just being, you know, like you said, grateful Mm -hmm. for what we can recognize that we have and what Mm -hmm. we're going through, but also maintaining that perspective of the bigger picture and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for for doing this. I think that this is a topic that we need to continue to keep open and the discussion going for and, uh, you were, you were so much fun to talk to, and I appreciate all your insights. On thank that. you, Kate. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much for, for being with us, for listening. We appreciate you guys as listeners with this podcast and love being able to bring all this really great information to you. Continue to check out centrascripts.com for additional resources like blogs and links to some of these resources that we've talked about, and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.